Infendo.com is the place to go if you want to get everything that we are doing. Go to our Discord. Even Steve's Discord lives there. Go to Infendo.com today. We put the donkey in Donkey Kong. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio. It is number, wait, I know this one this time, 696. Um, I am joined by Justin. Welcome back from vacation. How are you doing this week? Good. I almost corrected you until I remembered that I wasn't here for the last episode, so I wouldn't have a recording to reference. <laughs> Apparently, well, everybody the... else was here, though. Figures. Apparently, <laughs> I'm the I'm the uh, one that nobody wants to talk to. What the? What's that Taylor Swift song? It's the pro. I'm the problem. It's me. Um, yeah. The no. They all thank you, Justin, or thank you, Lucas and Steve for filling in i did get a a verbal promise that they'll be back in a couple of weeks for episode 700 so um please be excited but um i am excited to have this episode with justin we have a uh i guess kind of a full episode there's a quite a i guess more news than we normally have three things that we pulled up so i guess without further ado let's get started with that um i am a little bit sad about um the the DLC for Tears of the Kingdom seemingly not happening. Aonuma, um, there was an interview interview with Famitsu, and you know basically he kind of said there's no additional plans right now for content at this time, which could be a big old curveball. But um, what do you think? Do you do you think we're just not going to get DLC right now for this game? Like I I can kind of understand if you know he feels. Like, they did everything they could story and gameplay-wise, but still it would be nice to get, you know, here's a new item, here's a new costume, here's uh, some new side quests, you know? Like, they don't have to go full-on Champion's Ballad with it, but, you know, like, the whatever the first DLC pack was for Breath of the Wild, like, I'd pay ten bucks for that, you know, because there was some neat stuff in there. Um, so hopefully this is, you know, hopefully he, uh, goes, uh, Sakurai on us and decides that he needs to make more, (laughs) but, uh, sure. But yeah, I I mean, I, I mean, I get it. Tears of the Kingdom is a pretty full, complete game as it is, but I want more, like I I want more of, of perfection. (laughs) I, I couldn't agree more, especially now that I've uh, um, kind of beaten it. I, I kind of put it down for a little bit. I'm still itching to go back, and I think DLC is really what's going to get me there. Not without duplicating a million things before I, um, you know, <laughs> update. But I guess if there's no DLC, there's no room, no need for me to update. So I guess maybe I'll be staying at 1.1. whatever forever. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's a little bit of a bummer news, but we'll see. I, uh, Nintendo and video game companies have been known to uh, say things and do exactly the opposite. So um, yeah, it remains to be seen. Um, there was a surprise announcement for um, Nintendo Switch Online, at least surprise to me anyways. It kind of seemingly dropped out of nowhere. Um, you're the one that turned me on to this one, actually. So um, what do you think about any of the games that, that dropped? I know there's a little bit of a different lineup um, for Japan, too. 
Oh, there is. I didn't even think to look. Uh, what's funny about uh, the uh, the drop for this uh, week, month, um, whatever it is they they you know divide it by, is there are four games, and three of them were previously Japan exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the games that um, have come out are coming out. Um, Let's see here. I got I got to look up because I can't remember the names of all of them. All right, so there is. Oh dear God, Downtown Niketsu March Super Awesome Field Day, <laughs> which is a Kunekun um, race like on foot side scrolling racing game, which uh, and, and that's like the the River City Ransom franchise. So um, that looks interesting. I've heard that there's not a whole lot in there to keep you coming back, but I, I'll, I'll play it once. Um, sure. Kirby's Star Stacker for the Super Famicom is, uh, is one of the games, which is basically just a graphically enhanced port of the Game Boy Kirby's Super Stacker, which we already have. So, you know, it's... It's the same game, but prettier. Sure. Um, and I don't know anything about that game. Like, th- that was the period in the 90s when, like, yeah, every year Nintendo came out with a new puzzle game branded with one of their characters. Mm-hmm. And pretty much Dr. Mario is the only... Dr. Mario and uh, Panel Dupon are pretty much the only ones that have survived since then. Sure. Um, there was one more Japanese game that I will get to. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to... Just gonna announce it here. Um, Joy Mech Fight, which yeah. I'm excited to play. It was a one-on-one fighting game for the Famicom, uh, made by Nintendo, where you play as robots with think Rayman. You know, like like their joints right. and and body parts are not attached to their torso, so you've got all these floating parts, and um, apparently it's a a pretty good um, take on a one-on-one fighting game, especially considering it was on the NES, which is incredibly underpowered for that sort of thing. So I can't right. wait to give that one a try. The and only the last... reason I know about Joy Mech Fight is because of that, like that one assist trophy from um, <laughs> Smash. You know what I mean? That's the only reason I know about Joy Mech Fight. I've uh, I've seen a bunch of YouTubers talk about it because you know it's you. It's on everybody's list of, you know, Nintendo games that never came, uh, that never left Japan and stuff like that. So it's cool that we'll finally get to play that without having to, you know, download the Famicom uh, NSO app. And the last game that's coming out is a really weird one. You thought the the Kunio Kun racing game thing was weird. The last one is Quest for Camelot for the Game Boy Color, which is... A game based on a, I think it was a Don Bluth animated movie from the 90s. I know it was one of those non-Disney animated movies from the 90s that wasn't very good. And everybody kind of forgot about after it came out. And I'm sure this game was forgotten about even before then. So it's a really weird selection, especially since you know somebody's getting some sort of licensing kick licensing kickback for this. Sure. Um, 
Apparently, it's not a terrible game, but, you know, it's very, like, Zelda-like, uh, but uh, it's, it's just a bizarre, but, I mean, considering we've gone months only getting, you know, like, a game here, a game there, um, I still haven't played Excite Bike 64, though I'm excited to give that a try. Sure. Um, so it's, it's nice that they just dropped four games all at once, but... And, and just seemingly out of nowhere, because they don't... I, I, at least I don't know if there's like a traditional day that they drop, you know, but like just kind of came. Yeah, it does seem as though they try to release something every month, but, you know, it does seem as though sometimes it's one game, sometimes it's two. We haven't had a drop of sometimes it's like a trilogy or a franchise. We haven't had a, a big drop like this in probably probably since the first few months that the NSO mm-hmm. uh, emulators were out. So it's kind of mm-hmm. neat, you know, raise, raise the value of it. These are the kind of games. I mean, I already have the, the Kunio Kun game on the uh, collection that I bought the Kunio Kun double dragon collection. Right. Um, but you know, like these are mostly the kind of games that, you know, I think justify the the service as as it is, rather than you know pay five dollars, eight dollars, ten dollars to get this game permanently, you know just here as part of your subscription you can play these games whenever. And I think these kind of games justify it because these are the kind of games that people aren't going to spend money on. But sure, if you let them play it for free or included in their subscription they might discover something that they didn't know they loved. So, Yeah, that's this Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, whatever it's called, <laughs> it's starting to, like, you know, like really get some value. I'm looking at the full list of games, and um, there's a lot of games on this list, you know? Maybe not a lot of games that I would, you know, spend a whole lot of time with, but, like, you know, if it's included with some subscription, then what's then it's fine, you know? Yeah, like I, I never, I never would have bought, um, uh, Star Tropics. Like I never would have spent money on that because I never played it. I never knew anything about it. But being able to just boot up the NES thing and and play it, I finally got to try it out and learn what it was. And you know that's kind of cool, you know. And having, right. hopefully, they release some more of those SP versions because I, I dig those having the. Oh, more or less easy right. mode to some of these games is is a nice addition. I can think of a ton of games that I would take an SP mode for, like especially NES games. Like, give me right. one for like Wizard and Warriors. Give me one for uh, Deadly Towers. That game was deadly terrible and deadly hard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would take you know SP mode to some of these old games for sure. So um, I. Don't know if I need an SP mode for Super Mario Wonder, but we're definitely going to be wondering what the voice actor, who he is, because uh, Nintendo is just not telling us who that is, I guess. Until... I don't know whether to be proud or embarrassed of that transition. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, uh, um, I guess IGN asked uh, Doug Bowser at Nintendo Live, which uh, just happened or is happening right now. I'm kind of jealous of all the videos I'm seeing um, come through my social media feed. Um, but anyways, um, he said, we'll let that play out and that'll be within the credits. People will learn uh, who the new person is at that point in time, uh, but we don't plan on making making any announcements and in advance of that. So, uh, yeah, that's weird. You know, it's it just, is a, I don't know. 
it is weird. I mean, if they've never announced ahead of time who's voicing whom, you know, like they'll tell us like for, for Breath of the Wild, they said, oh, there's going to be voice acting. They didn't tell us who, but I didn't like it, it's weird that because Charles Martinet is is kind of the voice of video games at this point. Like everybody knows sure. who he is. Everybody knows his Mario and Luigi voices and all that. So everybody is kind of eager to to know who's taking the role. The only, my only guess is the, the reason they're not like giving us a name or anything like that is um, we all know what happens on social media, especially Twitter. If somebody's not happy with something and they're probably hoping that people will get some time to experience the voices sure. before they make an opinion. So this person isn't getting, you know, slammed with, with nasty tweets and stuff like that, but yeah, that's true. Uh, was that it for news? I feel like there was one more thing. The only other thing that I saw was, um, and this wasn't in our, like, I guess, quote unquote show notes, but speaking of Charles Martinet, he uh, was asked, what is a Mario ambassador? And he says, (laughs) I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is yet. I guess we'll all learn together. Um, but that's really the only other news that I saw. That's that's kind of funny. I think that's uh, Nintendo's way of of keeping him on the payroll and keeping him from, you know, getting a job <laughs> somewhere else. That's uh, probably like, very true. Yes, that's like, probably very true. Funny, funny anic- related anecdote. Um uh Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or here's my Disney my my Disney knowledge here. Um everybody knows like Snow White had a very unique voice, that kind of high pitched childish tone and what all that. Apparently part of that actress's contract was after doing Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, she could never do another vocal role again. So Whoa, I did say, not know that. I'm I'm thinking this might be the same kind of thing where, you know, they're like, well, we don't want somebody else paying Charles Martinet to, you know, make some other character famous. So let's just right. keep him on the payroll and keep him happy, you know, let him retire, but, you know, send him to conventions and stuff like that. And, you know, right. he can cash those paychecks along the way. <laughs> yeah, imagine if, like, the the Lay's company or whatever decided to pay him to be the voice of Chester Cheeto or something, you know, like we don't, don't, I, I I can see that actually. That's, that's a kind of a good point there. Well, uh, uh, Oh, yep. Oh, I had, I had a thought and it left me. (sighs) Well, I remember, um, he, he definitely deserves, uh, uh, a retirement after all those years doing that falsetto (laughs) and, uh, and Wario's gravelly uh, baritone in probably long recording sessions. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine how that would just get so grating, you know? Yeah, so it'd be like... Voices, just the best, best, best voices. Oh, God, what, what's going on with my voice? Oh, my God, this is terrible. 
Uh, okay, we're back. Uh, it's time to do a little change the system as we change our voices. Um, I don't, I'm I don't ex- know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. Uh, it, it, I, I've been playing some games, and I'm sure you've been playing some tell. games too. But um, the the biggest game that I've been playing is not a Nintendo game. So I'm just gonna start with this one right off the bat i have been playing starfield um new bethesda game basically i'm I'm hearing a lot of people talk about it like a um a mix between mass effect and like skyrim you know i couldn't question yes yes is it on Game Pass? Yes, it is. I'm That's why I'm playing it. I'm going to have to give it a try then because I've been hearing a lot about it. And then I found out it was an Xbox exclusive. And then uh-huh. I'm like, huh, I wonder if it's on Game Pass. I might have to it- try it. It is on Game Pass. So I, that's why I've been playing um, that one. But um, I haven't played it all that much, honestly. She is – or she. Um, it, it is a game that I've played an hour of, and I've only gotten through the um, the uh, character builder because it's so <laughs> robust. There's just so much to do with that stupid thing. Um, so the, I'll, I'll probably have more to say about um, – Starfield after the fact, but uh, that is uh, it, it's, what I played of it is pretty cool. Uh, there's like a, a sequence before, and I don't know if this is spoilers, so but uh, there's a sequence before you get to the character builder sequence, and uh, you like have this like laser, and you're like mining ore and stuff like that. So you know, it's it gives you a little taste of what's what's to come. Uh, but beyond Starfield, I have been playing another Game Pass game um, that I played about an hour of because it's a Game Pass, so whatever. A uh, Mech Warrior, Mech Warrior Five or six or whatever um and the reason i'm playing it is because it is a i'm like i'm pretty sure it's a from software game the makers of dark souls elden ring and everything like that and it, it definitely has that feel um i've heard of this it, franchise before in fact i almost asked you if this was like an old game on on it is game pass Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's on Game Pass. The old games are on Game Pass, but the old games were like PC games. I remember playing it on my Windows 98 build or Windows XP back in the day or whatever, you know. But the new game is on Game Pass, um, and it is cool, man. It's fun. It's really fast. Um, It's not what I was expecting, like a robot mech game. game to be you know because you're actually zipping through the maps like pretty quickly so uh i'll have probably more to say about that later on because again that's another game i've like played i don't know maybe an hour's worth but uh yeah mech warrior is pretty fun and um the last game i want to talk about and i know i'm kind of going through this quickly but i'm going to talk about this one a little bit more than um, the other two pikmin 4 i have um seen credits and I am doing post-game. So if you've played the game, you know what that means. Um, there is a lot of post-game. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of post-game. Like, I feel like there's... And again, maybe this is spoilers for some people, but I feel like there's almost as much post-game as there is pre-credits, uh, you know? There's just a lot to do. So that's actually pretty cool. I was... Um, happy and sad about that because at one token i was like cool i'm finally going to be able to finish this game put it down put it to bed nope there's more game um and i I, i'm enjoying it the there after the credits it is a much different game it's a much harder game i feel they're they're even introduced new game mechanics that um weren't 
in the pre-credits so i th i thought that was kind of interesting like you know it's like literally a brand new game mechanic i was like wow this is cool um but yeah i uh i i really 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 like pikmin if it wasn't for um tears of the kingdom probably pikmin would be my game of the year you know in any other year this is game of the year material but um I, yeah i can't remember have you played other pikmin games or yeah Yes, I've played all of them except for three, and I've played Pikmin 3 via a YouTube Let's Play of somebody else. <laughs> so I'm familiar with what happens um, in that game. Uh, I will play those games someday. I, at the very least, need to get the, the one and two pack, especially since... You know, the first mm -hmm. game can be beaten in like six or seven hours, and that's that's my sweet spot, man. If I if I if there's a game that I want to play but not devote my life to, six hours is is like that perfect like cutoff point because that's right about yeah. the time that I feel like I'm invested. Yeah, um, the 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 first Pikmin is probably still. And I haven't gone back and played it in probably five years. So, you know, this is jaded um, opinion, but it's probably still the best Pikmin. And you're right. The, the ability to just beat that game in a sitting if you wanted to, you know, like you can like literally finish that game in the six hour time period and be done with it. Like that is a there's something to be said about that, but, um, the ability to be able to return too, you know, it's like, okay, I got to beat my score. I think there's something to be said about that too. This game doesn't have quite that same feeling, but there's a bunch of different modes. Like there's, um, okay. Maybe spoiler alert, one minute here. If you want, don't want Pikmin spoilers, but you, um, after you beat the game, you unlock, um, Olimar mode. So you're basically playing Olimar's experience, um, before the events of Pikmin 4, which I felt was pretty cool. And that, again, that, that involves a couple of new gameplay, uh, ex uh, elements that aren't involved in the regular game. So yeah, it's a, it is a wonderful game. It, it continues to delight. And plus it is just gorgeous you know like it is beautiful it is uh i i, I feel like, i know i'm playing the switch but sometimes um when i'm playing on my tv it tricks me into thinking i'm playing my xbox uh series x honestly because it's it really is that good looking it, 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 i don't know what they've done but it just looks fantastic nintendo always does it though you know that, that's just nintendo, nintendo knows how to make do. their games look good on their hardware like even... yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, totally. They, they so. know like just the right lighting and saturation and colors and and everything to just make everything pop, even mm -hmm. if it's like like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, like graphically, technologically, like that's probably GameCube to Wii, like as far as like the character and 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 uh, environment models, like it's pretty low polygon, but. You know, just the the way they use textures and lighting and and all that just makes it work. And you know, like I I, I imagine that's probably very much the same with with Pikmin. Uh, what was yeah, the other one? Totally. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Three. Beautiful oh, game. Oh yeah. Incredibly simple graphics. You know, like <clears throat> I need to finish that game especially now that we're coming up on halloween season again i need to finish shadow man 
I need to play. <laughs> I know. There I you go. To, I need to finish and play a lot of games other than the ones that I've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife is already putting up spooky stuff throughout the house. So yeah, I, uh, it's it's about that time. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of all I've been playing. I, I well, I, I played Pokemon Go. Um, <sighs> that game continues to be the uh, the Stockholm syndrome of video games for me because I'm like I, I'm so hate playing that game. But they um, they just released uh, new Pokemon. I think they're the Pokemon from the newest generation of games because there's like the little Sprigatito and all the starters are all in there and everything like that. So that's fun. But man, I just like it's. Uh, I, I'm I'm hearkening back to the days of um, the pandemic and what they were doing with the game during that time, and um, like I you know they used to give a remote raid pass for free every day so that you can do a remote raid with your friends you know like that was just that was just reason for you to log in and you know just claim your free stuff and they just don't have stuff like that anymore. In fact, they've made it um, almost so that you don't want to remote raid anymore because they've increased the prices on the remote remote raid passes, you know? So it's just like, and between that and some of the other decisions they've made, I just, I don't know. It's just, uh, just kind of heartbreaking because I, uh, I, uh, I still play the game every day, but I want to play it more, man. I, I, I remember that, uh, even when I think I was even remote raiding with you, but I know for sure Lucas used and I, and even Steve used to remote raid back when they were like, you know, giving away those passes. So I don't know. I was trying to look up, uh, how many remote raid, uh, things i have because you know you get them when you level up and when you right. buy a package or whatever like unfortunately the text on my game is all screwed up so i like <laughs> like every letter has been replaced by a block and the numbers are all like double vision i don't know what's That's going on weird. with my game but um so i was i had gotten into the habit of at doing bare minimum every day Catch a Pokemon, spin a Pokestop. Catch a Pokemon, spin a Pokestop. Because I can do that in like two minutes while I'm walking the dog. Sure. Um, And then I went on vacation last week and didn't play it at all. And now I've completely broken the the habit. And (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm done with Pokemon Go for a while. (laughs) If you didn't play it on vacation, that's usually the time to do it, right? Because you get all the new spins and, you know, all the get to collect the new gems and everything. But, yeah, I I feel you. I'll probably put it down um, at least for a little bit. We didn't pay for the event that happened this last weekend or the weekend past. This was like it was like $15 a person. So like, you know, again, like everything is more expensive. Usually the tickets to do that stuff is like a dollar or two or $5 max. Now it's $15. You're joking. Get out of here. So yeah, that's Pokemon Go. Sorry, um, Niantic for crapping on your game. Um, but it's just, uh, it's just a big p- Ah. <sighs> I see you've got some new toys. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Justin, um, I believe that is you are up. I uh, guess so. Um, uh, I've pretty much mostly been playing just one game. Um, I did play some more of that wrestling game just, you know, for funsies. 
but uh, lately I've been playing, basically powering through uh, Paper Mario. Um, I finally decided I'm not going to put together and boot up my, my Wii U just to play it on that and pick up where I left off. So what I've been doing is I set the B button on Turbo, and, okay. you know, I just kind of... I'm just kind of like sprinting through everything. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not sure. getting into any battles that I don't have to. And when there's any story or exposition, I just hold the B button and the text goes. <laughs> and I don't have to read any of it, which is sad because it's an entertaining game. But what I'm trying to do is get to the point that I left off on the Wii U like two, three years ago. So right. that I can just start playing it from there. Um, so I'm almost there. The last thing I did uh, on the Wii U was defeat Tubba Blubba. And mm. I am in Tubba Blubba's castle right now. So probably by the end of the week, I will have caught up to where I left off and can start playing it for real. Um, that's mostly it, though. I mean, Paper Mario is... like I've... I've never really liked turn-based RPGs. Um, some of them I'll play just because I enjoy the story, like, you know, a couple of the Final Fantasy games. Um, but Paper Mario and Super Mario RPG, which I've already pre-ordered, by the way. Um, Same. I, I, I bought expansion passes after the last time we were on the podcast, and I said I needed expansion passes because of Mario Wonder and Mario RPG. They're gone. My expansion passes are gone. Your, your, your the game vouchers. Yeah, I bought. Mm -hmm. Oh I yeah, had game vouchers. Yeah, I had almost. Ex I had like exactly a hundred dollars, or like ninety nine dollars and ninety seven cents, or something like that, in my yeah. account, and another seventy dollars worth of gold coins. So right. I pretty much just bought two vouchers, used the gold coins for to cover the taxes. And mm -hmm. immediately got uh, both Mario games, so I'm yeah. I'm ready to go as soon as those come out. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I've never really been a huge fan of most turn-based RPGs, uh, especially like Japanese RPGs. But Super Mario RPG, Paper Mario, uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, which I've never actually beaten, but uh, I've played quite a bit of back. That, yeah, I played of quite a bit of back games. when it was when it was new. Um, Mario and Luigi, uh, again, Superstar Saga is the only one I really played a lot of, but I have, uh, Dream Team as well. Dream Team, that's the one with Luigi sleeping, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are just great games. The, the dialogue funny. and everything is, 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 yeah, genuinely funny. Like, you're, you're bound to chuckle at least once every, you know, story section uh mm -hmm. the dialogue's really sharp and witty and for a turn-based rpg they're really engaging if you've never played them before i know you have the listeners if you've never played them before um it's not just select the attack from them from a menu and wait for it to happen you have to interact with it so like you select your attack you select your target and then right either right before you hit it or as you're waiting to hit it, you have to, like, hold the the joystick 
to the left until the thing lights up or press the a button at just the right moment or you know anything like that so like you're really engaged in it and your your timing and reflexes and everything make the game you know it like make the game better like you can just hit them and you'll probably beat the game that way and you can just get hit and mm-hmm. you can probably beat the game eventually and just kind of grind your level up till you know that's that's fine but if you're good at doing the action commands like not only is battling more fun but it's also yeah. easier so yeah um it, it, and this, uh, is, this makes me want to go back and play bug fables because that's one of the ones that's kind of a lot like these mario rpgs games that i just the, never finished there's so many of those on my list that i've gotten like halfway through and i just never finished you know what i mean i didn't get bug fables because i knew i wasn't going to devote the time to it <clears throat> but sure. once i finish paper mario i probably will get it another game and i i've no, I've said this on the show, but for, for anybody who hasn't heard me say it, another game that is very much in the Paper Mario style is South Park, The Stick of Truth. Uh, believe it or not, that is right. probably one of my favorite turn-based RPGs because it basically uses a Paper Mario style battle system. And yeah. again, it's funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, right. That's gosh. There's so many of those games. Like hell, there's a Paper Mario game that I haven't played on the Switch. Uh, Origami something or another uh, that I want to probably get eventually. Yeah, I've heard that's one of the better of the last few. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, I played and beat the original on the N64. Um, I played a lot of Thousand Year Door on the original GameCube, but never got around to beating it. I played some of Super Paper Mario on the Wii, but never came close to beating it, and never bothered playing any of the rest. Um, if they sure. if they remaster Thousand Year Door and Super Paper Mario for the Switch, I will definitely buy them. I will definitely play them. I will definitely do my best to finish them. But uh, the rest of them... Like, I think the general consensus is they just don't feel like Paper Mario anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I've heard, too. But this one, I've heard good things. So, I don't know. Well, I might have to give it a shot. But, yeah, that's... That's uh, going on sale relatively frequently, so... Sure, yeah. That's true. Uh, You're just making me want to go play some RPGs um, uh, of the Mario uh, style because there's just so many of them just on the Switch alone. So, yeah. South Park goes on sale often, too. It's a Ubisoft I, game. I'm pretty sure I own that one in some form or fashion. <laughs> Both of them, actually. I'm pretty sure It's I on Game Pass as well, but, you know. That's the, where I have it. That's, yeah, then I'm pretty you don't sure that's have, have the have portability of it. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess there is something to be said about that. There, There is something to be definitely to be said about the ability to just lay in bed while playing a full game you know like you know it's just great so uh yeah what else have you been playing then any other switch games or otherwise i guess you're going to be downloading some game pass games it sounds like yeah i'm gonna have to download that game um oh actually i do have sort of kind of a review i guess more of a first impressions um i got myself uh, on sale recently with with some gift cards and whatnot, uh, an arcade one up 
countercade oh, of yeah. the Mortal Kombat trilogy. Uh, not Mortal Kombat trilogy, but the trilogy of the first three games. Um, and so I hooked that up down cellar, because that's the only place where I had room for it, and played some of it. And, I mean, it looks and feels just like, you know, I mean, it's, it's pretty much running the original arcade games, which is mm-hmm. good and bad. Um, I'll get to that in a, in a few minutes. Actually, you know, let me, let's start with the bad things. Um, <laughs> number one, the, the screen is not as big as I expected it to be. Like the, the, the picture of it is kind of misleading. Um, sure. so the, you have two joysticks instead of buttons, so you can play, uh, you know, two player, but then the screen is about half the width of the joysticks. So mm. when the joysticks only take up like about a place settings worth of space, and then you have half that much for the screen, the screen's kind of like you know, like laptop sized or less. Sure, uh, sure. So that that kind of sucks, but you know, it's a nice, clear, you know, bright LED screen. Um, LED, LCD screen. It's probably LED lit anyway, but, um, you know, so that's, that's fine. And since I'm probably going to be the only one playing it, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. Um, the joystick feels Does great. it have the an HDMI out or anything? No. So okay. yeah, this, this thing is pretty much, it, it, you set it down on a, on a table or a counter or, or whatever, and, and you play it when you want to, and it does sure. nothing else when you don't. Um, sure. And like a lot of the arcade one ups come with not only the uh, the marquee games, you know, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man and all those. You know, but it also comes with a bunch of other games from the same developer. Right. The Countercade does not. The Countercade has Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, Mortal Kombat 3 and Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Um doesn't even have like Mortal Kombat 4 or Mortal Kombat Trilogy or or sure. you know and or any of those um doesn't have any other Midway games. Uh it's just those games. So that kind of sucks too cuz you know I was looking forward to being able to play, you know, a whole bunch of games on it. Um but that being said, like it doesn't take up a whole lot of space. Uh, the joystick and buttons feel feel nice and authentic. Uh, although I haven't tried flipping the joystick yet to see if that works for teleporting, because that was yeah, that, that was that, always that, the way to do it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just flip the joystick and Raiden pops up on the other side. You know, like, so I'm gonna have to go maybe go play with that tonight or tomorrow. Um, but you know, like it, the other problem is it is arcade perfect. More or less, there are like difficulty settings, so and and various other settings, so you can set it to very easy. But even very easy on the arcade is still very hard. Like it's not yeah. like playing it on the console where very easy you can get at the very least I to like Goro or something like that. Like, yeah, it's it's still tough, and there are no like you can't adjust like the dip switches. So mm-hmm. like in Mortal Kombat 3 and Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, once smoke was unlocked and all the secret characters were unlocked, they were permanently unlocked on that game, and you can't do that. Like, anytime 
you want to unlock smoke you have to enter the combat code which is almost Mm -hmm. impossible to do all by yourself because you have to hit the right Mm -hmm. buttons the right number of times on both sides and and i believe i read it doesn't save so even if you unlock them you'll have to unlock them again so that right that really sucks there are mods uh i haven't i've kind of sort of looked at them i don't know if any of them are uh, within my uh, mechanical capabilities, but you know, it would sure. be nice to be able to mod this thing to play, to basically become a MAME machine or or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, be able to play uh, like Ninja Turtles on it, and, and you know, a bunch mm-hmm. of other games. I'm trying to think of games that I don't already have on the Switch in one way, Simpsons. shape, or form. That'd be the first one that goes on mine is Simpsons. Simpsons, prob- yeah. Um, uh, Popeye, since since it doesn't look oh, like sure. Popeye is ever going to come out ever again, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I would love to be able to play that on an arcade machine. Um, yeah. Uh, that, some that's... old ColecoVision games that have never come out on anything else, like Venture right. and, and Ladybug and stuff like that. Like, I'd love to be able to fill this thing full of those uh, apparently, it's more complicated than just plugging it into a USB port and yeah, downloading that's, some software. So that's kind of the reason why I never got one of the arcade one ups because there are uh, mods, as you mentioned, but it's much more of a mod in the sense of the word than a hack, right? Because you're like you have to buy like a new board and then you have to I think you have to like do a little bit soldering, so. So I guess the countercade is a little bit easier. There's, like, something that you can plug a USB drive into and and load stuff or launch stuff from it. But it still requires, you know, taking it apart and and finding the right cables and, Mm -hmm. you know, finagling some other things. So, uh, honestly, one of these days what I'll probably hopefully end up doing is either buying or building it like a home arcade machine and just loading it with a raspberry Pi yeah. name. Cause yeah. uh, it's uh, actually, I th- I want to say it's uh Metroid Mike, the, the guy we had on the show mm-hmm. uh, who did the uh, super Mario maker uh, levels. I think he built himself an arcade machine like a full-sized arcade using the 8-bit um joysticks uh like the one i have and uh you know like just an lcd tv and then built the framework using templates and and, and stuff like that so uh maybe someday i'll get around to doing that and just setting it up in the in the office or the or the cellar and having my own main machine but i am not i am not mechanically uh talented or or electronically or anything like that so <laughs> sure you know if that, it isn't that's kind of my challenge too like i can get I, I i'm dangerous enough to get in there and kind of get dirty but like if you're asking me to solder something eh, yeah i don't know yeah like i, I know. took my i i taken pretty much all of my computers apart to replace like hard drives and and you know add more ram and and stuff like that or you know just replacing things that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. aren't necessarily supposed to be replaced but um 
that's still just a matter of take it apart, unplug these things, plug something else in, put it back together. That's not, like you said, break this piece off and then solder <laughs> right. this other piece on and and then run this wire to that's that's way out of my 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 range. Yeah, um, kind of same. But I mean for the I think it was like 150 dollars. It's a it's a neat little yeah. toy to to play with especially since I do love Mortal Kombat and they haven't given us a you know, a port of Mortal Kombat on modern systems yet. So sure. you'd think for the like 30th anniversary, we would have gotten like a arcade collection or something like that, but it would have been nice. I like, I keep dreaming about that, uh, Atari machine that allows you to play like actual Atari machine. Like imagine if like, I, I I don't know. Neo Geo were able to bring I, out. I like was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Neo Geo. Like they have a Neo Geo Mini, but it's you know like the NES Mini. It's just got games on it, and you right. might be able to like hack some more onto it. But it's not the only thing that has me interested in that Atari thing is the ability to use actual yes. cartridges and, 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 and you know what? I probably wouldn't even use it that way, but just cause I could, I would be like, yeah, I need that. Oh, you yeah. know, like that's just the, the way I well, would. Cause then thinking. you get access to all those games that may never be re-released again. Like right. quest for Camelot, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, well that's cool. The the countercade is uh, uh, I've always looked at it from afar. Honestly, if it was a little bit easier to mod, I probably would already have one. But um, you know, that's kind of the that's just kind of how it goes. I don't want to be stuck with uh, just like Marvel versus Capcom or whatever, you know. So like yeah, yeah. Um, I'll have to I'll have to talk to uh, to Brandon uh, about because he has one of those uh, arcade sticks that has games mm -hmm. loaded onto it and he's got all sorts of mods and emulators running on it i'll have to sure see how how to do that and then i can just have one i can plug into the tv yeah i've i think that would be the way that i would like to do it is like build like a basically like an arcade stick that you can plug into something via hdmi or whatever and you know like just take that with you and plug it into the tv or whatever but there's something there is something to be said about having like an actual like you know arcade unit like a i've always dreamed about having like a big arcade unit in my garage of like something you know my, like that i can just I've stand al it. i've always dreamed of having an actual donkey kong machine yeah um, right or a play especially choice the 10. ones that are like the donkey kong and donkey kong jr in the same in the same cabinet right um but like nowadays with you know the technology that we have yeah you could just have an arcade machine that plays everything and yeah that would be yeah. that would just be fantastic but yeah don't have the don't have the money, don't have the space, and my wife would kill me. So, <laughs> sure. <laughs> what am I, I gonna do? We're keeping this in the in the kitchen, honey. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think that brought us to the logical conclusion of today's show. Um, thanks for sticking around this far. If you made it to the end. Um, Justin, I don't know if you have any um, plugs before we get out of here today. Uh, just check out the Disney Park Bench dot com. Uh, I didn't 
finish that blog that I was working on, but I'll have it up before the end of the month, I'm sure. Okay. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, uh, I don't have anything to say other than go get registered to vote if you're not already. Make sure to do that because there's some stuff and uh, can't let that happen. Um, all right. Well, uh, we've been teasing the episode 700 show for all episode long, so I'm going to be bugging Lucas and Steve about that one. If you have any um, ideas of what you want us to do in, during that show or any questions that you want us to ask in the question block, go ahead and do that. But um, until then, um, I am Eugene. Um, Justin is here looking at me funny, but it's okay. I'm just, just speaking my normal voice here. Um, this has been Infendo Radio, and goodbye. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye.